I'm very glad to have uh, Andrea Horvath's right-hand person, the deputy leader of the party, Sarah Singh, with us. Sarah, what happened to the answer to that question, and what is it that you're complaining about? You know, I think, um, thanks so much for having me on today. I think there are a number of concerns. Um, you know, when you think of a community like Scarborough, uh, to have 10,000 vaccinations canceled, um, you know, this is a hot spot community. It is extremely troubling and concerning for people in those communities, but for, for everyone in the province, because it doesn't seem that there is a clear uh, plan here when it comes to getting vaccines distributed across Ontario. The, uh, the concern that we're raising with our letter to, uh, you know, the Auditor General, General, is to understand, um, you know, how the government is l- looking at prioritizing hotspots and how those pro- uh, hotspot communities were determined. Um, it doesn't appear that, um, you know, communities that should be prioritized because they have higher rates of infection, for example, were included. Um, and what we're looking for is some, some transparency and accountability of, uh, around how, how this list was developed. Well, are you saying flat out that the uh, government of the day is picking and choosing areas to administer vaccines to based on politics? Well, what we're saying is that we need to understand how those decisions were made. It's not quite clear how how those hotspot communities were determined. You know, you look at a community like Scarborough, you think of Hamilton, where we know that there are increasing infection rates happening. Uh, these communities weren't included in the hotspot rollout. Um, yet other communities, in, like Canada, for example, where there are lower rates of transmission, they were included. So what we're asking for is to be transparent um, and looking for transparency and accountability uh, from the government uh, in releasing the data that was used to determine uh, which communities were uh, were included in the hotspot list. I'm as interested in this as you are, which is why I'm probing for questions and, and not getting answers, because you haven't got the answers, you just have suspicions, which I suppose accounts for why you're asking an independent party in the name of the Auditor General to do this. That's going to take some time. In the meantime, you and I have access to the same information, and that information is that we're at an all-time record high, and we're going to hear projections tomorrow from the people, for example, at Dal Alana School, where they do these things, and I don't know what they're going to say, but if we have 4,700 today... I wouldn't be surprised if they said two, three weeks out, we're at 10,000 or somewhere in that general vicinity. We cannot afford to do that. We just, we're, we're in desperate trouble, and the trouble that we've got seems to be based in not where we send the vaccines, it's how many we have so that we can send them everywhere. Don't you agree? Well, I think when we look at, uh, you know, the approach that needs to be taken here, uh, medical experts have been clear, we need to target hotspot communities where the risk is the highest, um, where, you know, that spread can then move to other communities where, where they aren't hotspots. But Sarah, we haven't got it. We have the cupboard is bare. Well, actually, Peter, there are vaccines, and we've learned that there are actually millions of them sitting in freezers. What we have here is not a supply issue only. It's a distribution and prioritize issue, uh, issue uh, by the government, um, where these communities who need the vaccines are not getting them distributed in an equitable way. And you know what? Public health experts have been clear about that, as well as big city mayors, including uh, the, the mayor of Brampton. Who has been I have, I have no leader. argument. You know, Sarah, I have no argument with what you're saying, and I've been following this being that I do what I do, I've been following it closely, we do have probably a couple of million doses sitting in the freezer, and they move through very quickly. The problem, and you use the word, is seems to be, at least if I ask the experts, uh, and I'm not talking about the Ford government, I'm talking about the experts, that they have to be allocated, they have to be moved, 
And as you point out very well, it's just as important to get vaccines into arms in Thunder Bay or north of there as it is to go to Essex, as it is to go east to Cornwall, everywhere in Ontario. And two million is uh, an awful lot to parse up. So they'll do it. I mean, they blew about uh, a million away over the course of the last day. By blew away, I don't mean throw it through them away. I mean shipped them. So this stuff is happening, but we need more to come in. And then we don't have arguments like this. No, absolutely. And and I think we're on the same page that we need to see the federal government ramp up supply. But then when it comes to the province's role in ensuring that there's an equitable distribution process in place, that's where we really see the failures of this government to prioritize those hotspot communities and ensure that they are getting the supply that they need. Again, you think of a community like Brampton or in Peel, we have not received the supply that we need uh, to make sure that we're protecting folks in our community. And what this is contributing to is, you know, in essential workplaces for example, outbreaks, because those workers have not been prioritized and have not been able to access a vaccination. Uh, You know, our schools are closed because educators who are on the front lines haven't been able to get their vaccines in a timely fashion. So even when there was supply, there was a prioritization issue and a distribution issue on behalf of this province. And I think that's where the focus needs to be. We need to be pointing the fire hose where the fire is. It seems that the government has just been circling around that and hasn't been targeting those hotspot communities effectively and equitably. That's the concern, Peter. There's a guy who, without trying to sound like I'm his defender, because I'm not, he can do that for himself, um, he's holding the keys to the province. You know, you, you get to criticize on an official basis. I get to criticize or praise, as the case may be, on radio as, uh, as media, so we're in another position. People out there have their own opinions. Uh, he's trying to manage a disaster. We're in hell here. Uh, did he give uh, a reasonable answer to Ms. Horvath, or has he got to do more? Absolutely not. I mean, he has to do so much more, and the Premier really needs to just stop blowing um, all this smoke um, <laughs> to the public. It's it's so much chaos and confusion that's been caused by his lack of action. You know, as opposition, yes, we have a role to be critical, but we have also proposed real solutions that have been supported by public health experts, um, you know, chief medical officers of health, frontline doctors, as well as big city mayors, you know, measures like paid sick days, for example, which could have helped prevent outbreaks in communities like mine. Um, those are the, That's an example of something that the Premier failed to do. You know, increasing testing, getting isolation centers, the list goes on and on of measures that we as opposition members proposed in the legislature, but this government did not support. So I think that the Premier really does need to start listening to what community is saying, what experts are saying, what public health experts are saying, and what the opposition has been saying from the start of the pandemic, and actually get it together and develop a real plan here for the province of Ontario. Sarah Singh, thank you so much for taking time today and keep banging that drum. Thank you so much, Peter. You have a wonderful afternoon and stay safe out there to all the listeners. You do the same. Sarah Singh is NDP Deputy Leader.